Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. First and foremost, you do not have to live with any PMS. Mm-hmm. Any PMS that you have will a hormonal imbalance, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. If you have any PMS, whether it's anxiety, irritability, mood swings, mm-hmm. and then all the other physical stuff, acne, bloating, whatever, mm-hmm. all of that, all that that means is that you're not making enough progesterone. That's all. That's what it means. That's the only way in which you would have any of those symptoms. The luteal phase, when in balance, is abundant in progesterone, mm-hmm. and that tamps down or balances out the amount of estrogen that your body is making at that time. Mm-hmm. When it's the inverse, when there's not enough progesterone and too much estrogen, that's when you start to feel symptomatic. And most women really do feel the brunt of their anxiety or their depression or their irritability in this 10 to 12 day period of time that is mm-hmm. the luteal phase. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, about half the month, right? Mm-hmm. So it's so important for you to recognize if that is a pattern. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Elisa, welcome back to She. Hey, Jordan. So happy to be back. Yes. So honored to have you back. I loved our community loved your first couple episodes that you were on. For those who are you know just tuning in and maybe aren't uh, aware of those two episodes, we're going to link them in, your show, in the show notes for you. They are just really great, a great starting point if you're trying to figure out where do I even begin with balancing my hormones and what do I need to know? So that's a great place to start. But this is an episode where I just want to dig a little bit deeper into some more specific, com- or some specific things when it comes to hormones and what's normal, what's not, how can we really be supporting our bodies and our minds in the process. But before we get into all that, I know you've been on the episode or on the podcast before, but for those who didn't hear that episode, can you just share a little of what you do and what led you to devote your career to teaching women about hormonal and reproductive health? Sure. So I'm a functional nutrition women's hormonal health expert. I am a longstanding female biohacker, one of the first, and I have built a femtech company called Flow Living. I've patented an app called MyFlow. I've written a couple of books. Uh, One is called Woman Code and the uh, second one is called In the Flow. And all of this is to help women, you know, especially at Flow Living, figure out what do their hormonal symptoms mean Mm -hmm. and how do we use uh, the protocols that I created that utilize dietary and supplemental manipulation to improve endocrine function mm-hmm. naturally, right? So you can essentially 
eat your way out of most hormonal problems, which is a really Mm -hmm. exciting thing to share with most women because we're told quite the opposite. And I know I was too, when I first had all of my hormonal stuff come up as a late teen, early twenties, you know, I was, I gained a ton of weight. I, you know, I'm five foot six and I gained like 50 pounds. Mm. I was covered face, chest and back in cystic acne. And from the age of 12 to 22, I only menstruated five or six times. And two or three of those times were chemically induced synthetic progesterone. Mm. So, you know, I really understand what the experience feels like Mm. when your hormones are not working. And I also understand the frustrating medical journey that Mm. women go on, which averages about seven years, by the way, Mm -hmm. to go from specialist to specialist, just to try to get a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And then even get the diagnosis, which is also in the case for me, I finally did help my doctor confirm my own diagnosis of PCOS. You know, I was told, that they don't have anything to cure it, but that they can give me all sorts of medications to maybe help with symptoms, but maybe not. And, Mm -hmm. and that just didn't feel like a good enough solution. And so I sort of dedicated my whole career to figuring out how do we make the endocrine system, which governs hormones Mm -hmm. work that it's supposed to, how do we do that without drug therapy? How do we do that naturally? And then once I figured that out, I wanted to build a platform that helped every woman you know, have that same opportunity to give that gift to herself Mm -hmm. if her hormones were not working. And so that's what flow living is. And it's been, uh, you know, I think I'm, people often say I'm the person who's the most passionate about your period. (laughs) And, and I think that even if you can get a little bit excited about what's possible for you with, you know, taking charge of your hormones, Mm -hmm. the benefits are just tremendous when you start to work with them. Yeah. I love that. It's so fascinating because I always think so much of like, when we walk through the, a struggle like that, you know, it, as much as it's so hard, it's so wild how that can so often reveal like our calling and what we're like made to do and who we're made to help. And now to like see what you've built and been able to do and, and how you've been able to help so many women, it's just like really inspiring, you know? And I think it's, that has to be really rewarding to be like, okay, that struggle that sucked so much wasn't in vain. You know what I mean? Like it, it's turned into something really beautiful. So I appreciate you sharing that part of your story. I think a lot of people can relate. And something I wanted to ask about just kind of to start, I have like a million questions, but I think a great starting point would just be to talk about just the way we're living as women in today's culture and society. I know society puts a lot of pressure on us to kind of do all the things and be on the go all the time because whether, you know, we're working or taking kids to countless activities or taking care of our house or, you know, being involved in activity. So we have friends and like a life, you know, outside of just working. Um, There's a lot on our plates and there's a lot of things to juggle mentally and physically and all of that. And so I would love just to hear your thought on how does this pressure and our kind of go, go, go culture and busy schedules affect our hormonal health? I mean, you mentioned like you can eat your way to better health, but I'm curious just from a holistic lifestyle standpoint, what your thought is on that and what what you would say to that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I look at everything that you just described as one form of endocrine disruption, right? Mm -hmm. So there's like endocrine disruptive chemicals we're all becoming more aware of, right? Pesticides in our foods and chemicals in our cleaning products and makeup. Mm -hmm. And we know that that has direct impact, Mm -hmm. you know, but what, what we have been conditioned societally as women to kind of sweep under the carpet Mm -hmm. is this feeling that we have when we're overextended, Mm -hmm. And we're often overextended because we're conditioned to be people pleasers, Mm -hmm. which is not cool, (laughs) right? You have a whole range of expression 
that would allow you to use healthy boundaries to have a more manageable schedule. But because you've been told you have to kind of say yes and do what everybody asks you to do, you don't put up those boundaries. And then this kind of unwieldy like pressure around doing everything for everyone just really starts to mount mm-hmm. and mount. And one of the things that I think we have to really understand is that that external stress mm-hmm. is not this like amorphous thing. It mm-hmm. is affecting your hormones. It's affecting your adrenal glands. Mm-hmm. It's disrupting progesterone production, uh, which will throw off ovulation, which can affect your cycle. You know, this will start, you'll start to see, you know, a worsening of symptoms around your PMS, for example. But if you continue to let the life stress go unchecked, Mm -hmm. that will then get worse, right? Mm -hmm. So now we're talking about worse PMS, but now we're talking about maybe a a reduction in your fertility Mm -hmm. because ovulation is being impaired. And this is going to age you faster. Hormonal aging is something that I think we're not talking about correctly as, as a society. We just talk about longevity if you're in the you know male biohacking culture. But as women, just think about the external preserving our looks. But what we really should be worried about is preserving our ovarian function <laughs> because that's, the, that's what keeps you youthful. So all this life stress has got to be something that you take really seriously and figure out systems um, that work for you to get as much done as you feel like you want to do, Mm -hmm. but not so much that it's at the expense of your own health. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that, you know, and I have many roles, like, like all of you listening, I'm a mom, Mm -hmm. I'm a business owner, I'm a wife, I'm a family member, you know, I have all these, I have friends, I have all these things. And it's a lot. So, you know, I always practice what I preach. And so the only the only practice that has been something that has saved me all these years is the cycle syncing method that I created to help us um, align our hormonal biochemistry with our lives. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a dietary component that we talked about in one of the previous episodes. There's a fitness component, but then there's this like productivity component that I don't often get to talk a lot about, but Mm -hmm. I mean, the research is really clear that your brain actually changes structurally, Mm -hmm. meaning like there's real physical changes that are happening to the brain over the course of your menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. And we know that certain regions of the brain are hyper-stimulated based on the concentration of hormones that are happening across the cycle. So for Mm -hmm. example, in ovulation, you have a surge in estrogen, which hyper-stimulates the verbal and social centers of the brain, for Mm -hmm. example. So you got to look at your whole to-do list Mm -hmm. and then start to kind of Tetris it out over the four phases of your cycle. What are the things that you can do that are going to leverage all those social and verbal skills during the ovulation week. What are all the projects that need completion? You know, Mm -hmm. like I'm, my daughter's playroom is a disaster. So the next luteal phase, one of the things I want to do is just go down there with her, put my blinders, my, my progesterone blinders on, you know, which Mm -hmm. gets me really focused and calm Mm -hmm. and let's just tackle that playroom. But if I were to do that in another phase, it would be very stressful And it would cause more of a stress response in the body and those hormones would have their negative cascade effects. So the Mm -hmm. idea is by organizing and chunking all the things you have to do, you can start to manage the stress better. Mm -hmm. Because I know, realistically speaking, we can't get rid of all the things Mm -hmm. on our to-do list. But if we can manage them more intelligently Mm -hmm. to 
reduce the negative hormone impact on our system, Mm -hmm. then we don't have to have all the side effects that affect our health. Yeah. It's so wild because you just, I don't know, it's like we know stress can be not great for us, but having it broken down a little bit to understand really the cascade of effects it can have. And then hearing like, okay, you might not be able to get rid of the things you need to do or the demands on your plate, but being able to just more strategically organize what's on your plate and like tackle the different things at more optimal times, it feels like a breath of fresh air. It's not like, hey, just slow down and like say no to everything. But it's also like have an awareness of what you are saying yes to. And when you do feel like you have a lot on your plate, let's just think through when we're doing certain things so that we are in the best place to be able to handle those things and manage them with focus, with intention, without increased overwhelm or unnecessary overwhelm to better support not only our physical health and our hormonal health, but therefore it's going to naturally have an effect on our our mental health and overall well-being as a result. Absolutely. And I think just hearing that feels like a relief in a way. Um, And so I I just love that you teach on this because I think it's so important. And I think on that same note, you've mentioned this idea of like your cycle. You've you've mentioned phrases like the luteal phase and things like that. So let's talk about kind of this just female side of things. Because, you know, as we talk about the pressure women feel and all the things that can be on our plate, I think it's important to touch on how women are often underrepresented in the actual research, the biological research. And I think a lot of women are following following like health and biohacking strategies and guidelines that are more based on research for men, not so much women. So can you touch on this and just tell us why it's important to realize that women have historically been left out a lot of this re- left out of a lot of this research and what biohacking strategies do you see a lot of women trying to follow that just aren't accurate for how our bodies work or what things are women doing that you're like that you've learned are maybe not actually helpful for their biological needs? So the first question is why, why is it important to realize that they're left out? Mm-hmm. Because you've got to filter for yourself all the bombardment of, of information mm-hmm. that's coming at you from social media, from the squeaky wheels, so to speak, from articles that are saying this is the way to go. I mean, a few years ago, for example, right around the year before I published In the Flow, mm-hmm. you know, the whole conversation, every, every media outlet was just saying, the gold standard of fitness is hit workouts every day and intermittent fasting every day. Mm-hmm. That's gonna, that's what's gonna work. That's gonna mm-hmm. give you all these benefits. Everyone should be doing it. Meanwhile, back at the research lab, they were only looking at male subjects and postmenopausal women. And and you know, women in their reproductive years have been historically left out because there were drug trials done that went very wrong because women didn't realize they were pregnant and they had obviously horrendous side effects on the unborn baby. So Mm -hmm. they just have said, well, just to prevent this, we'll just totally exclude women. That's very appropriate for drug trials. But if we're talking about fitness and nutrition research, you know, doing workouts and maybe playing with your calorie intake, that is perfectly safe. And women should be in the reproductive years included in that research. But, you know, it's like an an old habits die hard situation and women are left out. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that all that information is then shared as if it's applicable to those women who've been left out of the research. And you're reading it as a consumer thinking, yeah, okay, I'm going to try the HIIT workouts every day. I'm going to do the intermittent Mm -hmm. fasting every day. And then all of a sudden things start to go sideways with 
-hmm. your cycle, Mm -hmm. you're gaining weight, your periods are getting worse, or you're missing periods, or other Mm -hmm. things are happening that you feel you know, are new and different. Mm -hmm. And when you bring the, and then what's worse, of course, is then the medical gaslighting that takes place. You go maybe and see a professional and you say, gee, I don't know what's happening. My cycles change. Mm -hmm. And they might just tell you, well, you know, it's probably nothing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) or it's, you know, or maybe is it that bad? Maybe you need some sort of other kind of support. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's really frustrating for women because they really do get knocked a lot of information or support when it comes to figuring this out, even though everything in the, in their inner wisdom is screaming, Mm -hmm. this doesn't, this doesn't feel right. Something is wrong. Mm -hmm. But when you're then confused because you're being told, Oh no, but this is the thing to do. You should have the same calorie intake every single day. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Mm -hmm. But that's not correct for women with a cycle, Mm -hmm. right? For example, women with a cycle should change their calorie intake based on which phase they're in. You have to have fewer calories in the follicular and ovulatory phases and more calories, 279 Mm -hmm. more calories per day in the luteal phase, for example. Mm -hmm. So just these little things that we all take for granted as universally applicable are not. And Mm -hmm. it's so important for you as an individual until the institutions change for you to just know that. Mm -hmm. And when you, and when you see something being talked about on social media or TikTok or Mm -hmm. a podcast, especially biohacking podcasts Mm -hmm. that are being, you know, kind of male oriented, you know, you've got to really take it with a grain of salt and do a little deeper diligence on whatever study they're referencing, look and see, did it include women in their reproductive years before you jump out and try the thing that they're suggesting? Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I feel like just knowledge is power and it's so easy to get swept up into, oh my gosh, so-and-so like that works so well for them to lose weight or to get rid of their chronic pain or whatever the like end goal of the thing is. Um, But if it's a trendy thing or it worked for somebody, so therefore you think it's going to work for you, it's really important, like you said, to kind of dig a little bit deeper and better understand the context and question it before you're just like, so I'm going to do it because before you know it, you're only eating meat and sweet potatoes and not eating breakfast. And you just know, you just can go down these like crazy extreme uh, rabbit I've holes really for, fast. <laughs> yeah. For 20 years, I've been watching mm-hmm. these trends come and go mm-hmm. from like the master cleanse to the cabbage soup diet to mm-hmm. the, um, you know, training for a triathlon. I, I cannot tell you how many women came into my practice having gained 20 pounds training for a triathlon because you're doing the same intensity workouts every day, which across your menstrual cycle will turn on fat storage, mm-hmm. right? I mean, just that alone. And then there's the um, keto, which mm-hmm. was causing a lot of women to stop having a period. And then the intermittent fasting was causing a lot of thyroid issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, you name it, go down the list of all the things you've heard about over the years. Mm-hmm. Because they have not been designed for female hormonal patterns, mm-hmm. they don't give the same results to you as they would to a male. Right. And that's just something you have to know. And that's why I created the cycle syncing method. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I r- literally wrote the first and only book on this infradian clock that women in their reproductive years have. Mm -hmm. This book is called In the Flow. Mm -hmm. And it's just such an important part of how our bodies function. Mm -hmm. We all take for granted now that we understand you should not disrupt your circadian clock, Mm -hmm. right? Because if you do that, you're going to have lots of health problems. Mm-hmm. We're wa- we're literally walking around as women disrupting our infradian clock all the time. Mm-hmm. And and because but we have this blind spot, so we don't know 
what that we're doing that. And then we're like, wait, but why am I having all these symptoms? Why am I having such difficult periods? Why is it harder for me to get pregnant than I feel it should be? Why am I going through perimenopause so much sooner than I thought I would be? All of these things have to do with this disruption of the infradian clock. Mm -hmm. And the solution is straightforward. You just have to support it. And the method to do that is the cycle thinking method. And you don't have to become a subject matter expert in this method. You can download the MyFlow app, which has a circular icon, mm -hmm. and it's all there for you, mm -hmm. for you to just plug in, you know, all the information. It's so good. I love it. Okay. So something else that I think is relevant to talk about, especially this time of year in general, um, and also kind of just in context of what you're saying, kind of these more male-oriented practices, health advice, whatever you want to call it, I think there's this concept of like New Year's resolutions that has just become so popular and common across the board. But it also has a very masculine feel in many ways, at least from my perspective. Um, and I want to get your thought on that. Like, where do we maybe go wrong with this? Because I think when we hear about New Year's resolutions, we hear about like fitness, get in the gym, like it's it can feel very like goal-oriented and you know, the, the idea is do whatever it takes to reach your goal, resets, 30-day resets, like all of this stuff. So I would love to hear your thoughts on what are, what are your thoughts on a, this idea of New Year's resolutions and where do we maybe get it wrong, especially from like the biological needs side of things as a female? Well, I mean, this is probably one of my favorite things to just discuss with anyone because <laughs> when you look at the his sort of historical context or even just the psychological context, you know, you come out of this place of, you know, holiday gluttony, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, and binge essentially. And then the reflexive re reaction is, okay, let's basically hyper cut calories to get a quick reduction in body fat that was accumulated over the, the Thanksgiving to, you know, the holiday kind of spread mm -hmm. of two months. Right. Mm -hmm. And this works really well for dudes. Mm -hmm. really does, you know, does not work for women. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so first and foremost, just understand that that whole, you know, especially if you're someone who's a bodybuilder or mm -hmm. an athlete, and you know, it's, it's two different realities. If a male wants to cut, you know, mm -hmm. and get down to their sort of like um, the leanest possible body mass, they body fat composition. It's a very different journey for the males versus the females. Mm -hmm. So I think there's that uh, first and foremost. And then the other thing is for men and women, it's two different realities. When women come out of the holidays, especially if you're a mom, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you come out of the holidays exhausted, right? Mm -hmm. Because you've had to buy all the gifts and organize all the events and cook all the meals and have all the people over. And it's a, it's like a marathon of doing a lot of things and you want to do it because you love your family and you want to create those beautiful memories for them. Mm -hmm. And you're doing all of that. And on top of it, you're also, so there's the stress mm -hmm. of all of that extra work on top of your job, right? And then on top of that, you're consuming the alcohol and the sugar. So by the time you hit January, your hormones have taken such a beating that most women experience the worst cycle of the year in mm -hmm. January. Mm -hmm. They have all sorts of disruption. They have the worst PMS, the worst bleeding, it's cramping, whatever it is for you, it's the worst. This is the worst time for you to take on calorie restriction and added intensive exercise because you're already depleted. Right? All that, for example, all the caffeine and the sugar and the alcohol that you've consumed, you know, starting through the November, December, you know, January, mm -hmm. right? This is now 
basically run you down with, you know, lowered magnesium levels, lowered B vitamins, lowered D3, Mm -hmm. all of these things that your, your endocrine system needs to make level hormones, you're now depleted. Plus you have the adrenal piece where you're, you know, just living on cortisol fumes. Mm -hmm. That's talking to your fat cells. It's talking, then you're now disrupting the, the progesterone production. So this is, it's really a bad time for women to take on a fad extreme diet. Mm-hmm. I, I wholeheartedly feel like I wish I could just, you know, take this pressure off of women to start that mm-hmm. in the new year. I mean, I don't like it any time of the year, but I especially dislike it for women in January. Mm-hmm. The thing you want to do instead is replenish. You want to replenish. You want to rest and replenish and recover. So, you know, I have formulated all sorts of supplements to help women replenish. Um, You know, in fact, our balance supplements are really designed to make sure that your endocrine system has the micronutrients it needs to recover from whether, you know, you're overdoing it at the holidays or you're taking synthetic birth control or you just know that your hormones are off and you need a boost. So I would definitely make sure that you're getting B vitamins, magnesium, probiotics, omega-3s, vitamin D3. You need those things to rebuild the hormonal levels in your body. And then you need to start thinking about if you need to restrict calories a little bit, doing that in sync with your cycle phases. So you can do that in the follicular phase and the ovulatory phase, but you still need to eat a little bit more Mm -hmm. in the luteal phase. You got to keep that blood sugar stable Mm -hmm. to keep that energy stable. And then you can modify your workouts Mm -hmm. as well, based on where you are in the cycle, a little bit more cardio and HIIT Mm -hmm. workouts in that first half, and then only strength training in the second half. And this way, you get through January and into February and you're sticking with it, Mm -hmm. right? That's the other thing. We know that these types of fad extreme diets fail women because usually by the end of the month of January, you can't sustain it because you're so depleted. Even your, your robust willpower, which women have so much of, you know, just can't keep up with the demands of your, of your body Mm -hmm. and your body needs rest, recovery and replenishment. And I, I really think you should replace your desire for some sort of extreme commitment in January with one that, you know, could feel as extreme, but it will feel very different. It's extreme because you probably never committed to your hormonal pattern before, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I want you to instead commit to your hormonal pattern because that's what the guys are doing, Mm -hmm. Jordan, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what they're doing. They, they're committing to their Mm -hmm. testosterone production schedule. I want you to commit to your estrogen progesterone schedule and, start using the cycle syncing method because it will give you that recovery, but it will also give you a lift mm-hmm. into the, the, you know, the symptom, the mental health support and the physique mm-hmm. that is yours just waiting for you to uncover. I mean, not to mention that 50 pounds that I have, you know, on my frame, I've kept that off for, I don't know now, 20 something mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. just by you know, working with my hormonal pattern. Yeah. Yeah. This idea of working with your body and not against it. It's like, it's so simple, but it's like not, it, it's not an easy thing because it takes a, a high level of awareness. And like you said, it takes a commitment. It's like, don't get caught up in all the things, you know what I mean? Like, and all well, the, it's the just noise. Something new, right. Yeah. It's just something new. We've just been given the wrong right. information. Right. I mean, because, you know, those researchers who've been leaving women out, right. They mm-hmm. just said, listen, 
Our big assumption is, which is wholly unscientific and inaccurate, mind mm-hmm. you, their their big assumption was, well, we're not going to include the women, but let's just assume they're smaller versions of men with mm-hmm. slightly slower metabolism, so they just have to eat less and work out more. I'm sure it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really what it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so for like the past 50 years, mm-hmm. we've been getting information that's not relevant mm-hmm. to our health management. And now we have it. And mm-hmm. so it's just an adjustment. You just have to fully let go of all the stuff you've ever been taught Mm -hmm. and learn the correct information. Mm -hmm. It's in the book, it's in the app and just start, just start where you are today. Whatever cycle phase you're in, just start adding in a few things. Mm -hmm. It really only takes a cycle or two for you to start feeling very different. And when I mean very different, I mean very different and the way that you're supposed to. Yeah. Have you wanted to make some healthy swaps and start living a little bit more of a holistic lifestyle, but felt really unsure of where to start? I have just the thing for you. I wrote a step-by-step guide with actionable, practical steps you can start taking. Even if you're like, I don't know where to begin, this will show you exactly what to do, starting with budget so you can do this affordably and in a way that works for your family. Go to jordanleedooley.com slash handbook and grab my holistic home handbook to get started. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Chapter 1. Wayfair welcomes you to the neighborhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the neighborhood," she said, where Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trendsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. (laughs) Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. 
Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients. And it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. Okay, I want to kind of like pivot a little bit. I want to ask a couple other questions that are related to this, but maybe a little bit of an aside. So I want to ask about something that I think is really common. And that is, you know, in our just lives when we're so on the go and we're busy and we're trying to get through all the things and just manage it all at all times and not really honoring our cycle and where our needs are and where our energy might be, we can start to rely on things like caffeine or, you know, things like that to get us through the day. I want to hear how does that affect our hormones and what tips do you have for those who feel like they need their coffee to function? So, I mean, again, let's just stick with the facts. Mm-hmm. 50% of the population lacks or has a has a genetic variation mm-hmm. where they are unable to produce mm-hmm. an enzyme that metabolizes caffeine efficiently, which mm-hmm. means that, you know, the average half-life of caffeine in a person who has all these enzymes and, uh, you know, and the unvaried genetic snip there, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's much shorter, but mm-hmm. for someone like myself who has this, this missing enzyme production, mm-hmm. the half-life is like, it, it's just so long, mm-hmm. you know? So if I drink some caffeine in the morning, I, I will, not only do I feel it more intensely mm-hmm. immediately, but then I also will feel the effects all day. And you can actually go look and check, you know, to see if you may be someone who has this problem. Go to the Mayo Clinic's website Mm -hmm. and look up caffeine toxicity. Hmm. This is the situation. There's a list of symptoms there that you may find you tick the boxes on a lot of them. I know when I used to have caffeine before I gave it up 25 years ago that, you know, I would get really jittery right away. I would have heart palpitations. I would feel ill, you know, Mm. I mean, it just, I just felt sick after Mm -hmm. having caffeine. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can go and look and see what your situation is. The other thing that's part of it is anxiety that's on the list. Mm -hmm. And so many women report struggling with anxiety throughout the day. And when I've worked with women over the years, you know, often hormonal symptoms, challenges with things like PCOS, endometriosis, et cetera, kind of go hand in hand with this genetic variation where you don't metabolize caffeine as well. Mm -hmm. And we simply take them off the caffeine and their anxiety is improved like 80 to 90%. So you have to appreciate that you may be one of the people that, you know, again, this is half the population that struggle with this. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to be committed to not using it for energy boosting. Mm -hmm. And what I'll tell you is as somebody who's been caffeine 
free for 25 years Mm -hmm. is that first of all, if you, if you lack this enzyme uh, production capacity, you will immediately start feeling better without Mm -hmm. the caffeine because Mm -hmm. you really, it's not something that your system can tolerate a Mm -hmm. B when you are managing your calories properly across your cycle phases, your energy levels are stable, Mm. right? That's one thing. And then of course you have to manage your calorie intake and your meal timing Mm -hmm. properly, you know, within a circadian clock. So that's in the 24 hour period as well. So Mm -hmm. if you really start to manage your blood sugar levels, you know, throughout the day and throughout your menstrual cycle, your energy is going to be really stable. And that's what you need. You need stable energy to get your life done, uh, do all the things you want to do. What you don't want are those wild energy swings where you have like the boost of caffeine and then you crash or you're someone who's metabolizing caffeine. So then you need some alcohol at night to bring you down, but then you're sweating at night and you can't sleep properly. You're not getting your REM sleep, right? So you've got to really think about what does energy, you know, management really mean and what does that practically Mm -hmm. and you know, commit to taking care of your energy in a more mm-hmm. functional way, which is really about blood sugar um, management. And and caffeine really does affect your hormones, especially if, and then even if you do, if you're trying to conceive, we mm-hmm. are, you know, have absolutely been studied to increase the rates of miscarriage, not even if it's just you drinking it, but if your male partner is drinking it too, that's also a problem for miscarriage rates. So this is definitely something that is a different reality for men versus women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, especially as you go through perimenopause that you want to really look at so you don't get into a situation where you have underlying energy problems that are, in, mm-hmm. you know, for various reasons. And then you're just sort of off of fumes on caffeine. And now all of a sudden you wake up with a bigger with your thyroid and adrenals and you're mm-hmm. deeply fatigued and you're aging hormonal faster. So, you know, it's, it's something that you want to look at or if you're just using it for pure pleasure and it's no problem and you can take it or leave it cool. Mm-hmm. If you cannot function in the morning and at all throughout the day without it, then you've got to really fix what's wrong underneath mm-hmm. that. Um, and, and, and take that seriously. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. I remember there was a a long period where I took, I literally just cut out caffeine the same way. Now it's, now it's more like I never need it. Occasionally I like to have like a cozy drink that has, you know, like a a matcha tea or even like a, you know, organic coffee latte, but it's more of just like it used to be. And I can see the difference now having lived it. I'm like, it used to be where like, this was before I was a mom, ironically too. I literally needed like multiple cups of coffee to get through the day. And now even like not sleeping a lot through the night and breastfeeding and all of that every now and then, like I want a cozy drink, but I don't feel like on a daily basis, I'm like needing caffeine. And I think it's a lot of that is due to the work I did for three plus years before this mm-hmm. to really like support my adrenal and hormonal health from the inside out, really better understand my biological needs and nutrition and all of these things that really better support your energy than like a stimulant, you know? So yeah, I'm glad that you broke that down and explained that. Okay. One other thing I want to touch on, you mentioned, you know, understanding your calorie needs and all of that. And I think all of that is so interesting, but I think with just with women, I know in my own journey, I felt like I really benefit from the, from routine, right? We like to have predictable schedules, whether that's the same workout, same work, same number of calories every day. And you had, you had touched on this earlier, like you're not actually supposed to have the exact same amount of calories every single day. 
what are you, you know, how should we, how should the knowledge that our hormones are cyclical affect what we do each day and really encourage us to be okay with the routine shifting? Like for those type A people, what would, what encouragement would you give to them if they're like, I have to do the same exact thing every single day. I want to, you know, that, that just really benefit from that consistency when our cycles kind of more benefit from this fluctu- fluctu- uh, flexibility is maybe the right word and like knowing what mm. you need in each phase. What would you say to somebody who's like, struggling with that idea. So, I mean, you know, you, remember you have both a circadian clock and an mm-hmm. infradian clock. Mm-hmm. So you can plan a daily routine that has some structure to it mm-hmm. and consistency that you like, right? Mm-hmm. So for example, you can do your workouts in the morning every day if that's optimal for your schedule. You certainly want to be eating, having your meal times at the same time throughout the day, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's really a smart thing to do. So we're, if we're talking simply about diet and fitness, Mm -hmm. you can pick times that feel consistent for you for those things. Mm -hmm. And then, then it's just really about slotting in with the knowledge of the infradian clock, Mm -hmm. what things you're eating and which workouts you're doing in that structured routine, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Just allowing yourself to have that part shift. And I don't think that that's such a big stretch for a lot of women because, you know, you let people go to different workout classes all the mm-hmm. time, or, mm-hmm. you know, you're always trying something new to keep yourself motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just really about your mindset saying, okay, so if, if every day at eight o'clock in the morning, you just have to be working out for your mental health and mm-hmm. for your schedule, mm-hmm. then that's where you're going to do your workout in the first half of your cycle, uh, follicular and ovulatory, you know, you may do three days of hit workouts and three days of strength training, mm-hmm. And then when you're in your luteal phase, you're just going to do strength training and maybe walk, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to do a HIIT workout at that time. You're going to do slow, low zone cardio. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you can, you can alternate your, you can keep a routine, but you just have to kind of flex in and out the correct the items. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really it. It's yeah. not much more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. And then from a work point of view, I mean, that, I think that's just, I mean, even with my own days, right, there's like, I have two chunks in the day where Mm -hmm. I'm having sort of what I'll call deeper work Mm -hmm. first thing in the morning and then again in the afternoon. And I'm just slotting in different things Mm -hmm. that match my brain chemistry based on my cycle phase in those chunks of time. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the day, if I have to have meetings or phone calls or whatever I'm doing that's Mm -hmm. not aligned with the phase, I don't sweat it. But because I'm supporting myself with diet and lifestyle in the correct phases and I'm giving the the bulk of my work mm-hmm. to the correct, you know, mm-hmm. project, then the things that are out of sync with my cycle are not as disruptive mm-hmm. to my hormonal pattern. So that's really what it's about. You don't have to do it perfectly. You mm-hmm. don't have to do it, you know, all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to have a schedule that's inconsistent. You can be pretty routine about this, mm-hmm. but you just want to shift Mm -hmm. what you're doing when in the blocks that you have assigned to those activities. Yeah. That's so good. I I appreciate the way that you broke that down and you use the word infradian rhythm just for clarification's sake. That is the like 28 to 35 day cycle that women have. Correct. So it's like the 24 hour cycle that we live Mm -hmm. on is the, is the circadian rhythm. And then the hormonal Mm -hmm. cycle infradian is the actual like cycle of our bodies just for those who are Mm -hmm. like, what's infradian. I don't know if you mentioned that earlier, but I just want to clarify. The other thing I want to ask about is you made a couple of comments that I think we should circle back to. You touched on how coffee can, or not even coffee, just like caffeine and relying on caffeine and all of that can cause anxiety and 
caffeine toxicity can, you know, anxiety is one of the symptoms. You also made the comment about, you know, for some people having to work out at 8am is good for their mental health. I want to touch on this mental health concept. What is from your research and is what you know, what is the link between mental health and hormones and what practical things can we do to help improve our mental health and support our bodies in the process? That's an important question. You know, women compared to men suffer with more anxiety. And I, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we are not given the correct information about how, bo- how our bodies work. Mm-hmm. And we're using techniques that further disrupt how our bodies work, mm-hmm. right? Like the wrong workouts, the wrong diets, all those things. Mm-hmm. Not to mention all the the ways in which society lacks proper support for working moms, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, there's a, it's a big, you know, it's a lot and there's real reasons why, but what, what, so I can't fix, you know, maternal childcare in this country, but what I can do is help you navigate, um, you know, your internal stressors, right. Mm -hmm. And making sure that that's not exacerbating your mental health Mm -hmm. situation. For example, let's just talk about PMS, which most women really truly believe is something they have to live with. First and foremost, you do not have to live with any PMS. Mm-hmm. Any PMS that you have will a hormonal imbalance, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. If you have any PMS, whether it's anxiety, irritability, mood swings, mm-hmm. and then all the other physical stuff, acne, bloating, whatever, mm-hmm. all of that, all that that means is that you're not making enough progesterone. That's all. That's what it means. That's the only way in which you would have any of those symptoms. The luteal phase when in balance is abundant in progesterone Mm -hmm. and that tamps down or balances out the amount of estrogen that your body is making at that time. Mm -hmm. When it's the inverse, when there's not enough progesterone and too much estrogen, that's when you start to feel symptomatic. And most women really do feel the brunt of their anxiety or their depression or their irritability in this 10 to 12 day period of time. That Mm -hmm. is the luteal phase. It's Mm -hmm. it's about half the month, right? Mm -hmm. So it's so important for you to recognize if that is a pattern. One of the other things I love about the MyFlow app is that it helps you track these patterns. So you're going to be tracking your symptoms in different cycle phases and it's going to teach you what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, is this a potential low progesterone problem? So that's really important for you to be doing. If you're not tracking, you really need to start. And I would highly recommend the MyFlow app for that because mm-hmm. it's it's really the only tracker that sort of gives you that functional medicine perspective. And then, you know, understand that how you take care of yourself across the cycle is going to impact your mood, mm-hmm. right? Like ju- just in the luteal phase, you know, if you didn't eat enough that day because you were trying to be quote unquote good following mm-hmm. all the advice about maintaining some sort of static calorie intake mm-hmm. and doing your cardio and you ate salads and smoothies. You get home all of a sudden powerful neurotransmitters like ghrelin take mm-hmm. over and you kind of go into a binging trance and you wake up at the bottom of several things mm-hmm. like, you know, a bag of chips and a sleeve of cookies and you've eaten too much pasta and you're like, but finally your blood sugar then restabilizes and the ghrelin is now replaced with leptin and you stop eating. Mm -hmm. Right. But this, this is just one aspect of, Mm -hmm. of that sort of sugar hypoglycemic situation that can trigger 
a mood issue, right? Mm-hmm. Where you just don't feel right. You're overeating. You went from sort of being anxious you're eating and now you feel kind of irritable or depressed. You've eaten too much and you can't sleep and it's a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to kind of connect the dots for, for you in, in the real ways that your lifestyle is contributing to this and making it more symptomatic around your mood than it needs to be. And I struggled with my both anxiety and depression when I was going through the brunt of my PCOS journey. So I really appreciate how bad this can get. I mean, for me, I could not go to sleep at all at night. So then when I did finally fall asleep, I would oversleep in the morning. Mm -hmm. I would wake up fully anxious, Mm -hmm. was not hungry during the day. Uh, Then I would sort of eat all sort of later in the evening. It was a mess. Mm -hmm. It was a mess of, you know, sort of disturbed hormones and mood Mm -hmm. and uh, neurotransmitters and, And it's hard to kind of work yourself out of that. So try not to get to a place where it's really extreme. Try to take some steps to to make your life easier. And again, you know, I don't need to sound like a broken record, but Mm -hmm. it's it's really comes down to taking care of your cyclical hormonal patterns. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you broke that down because I think we've been told so many things when it comes to moods and mood swings and anxiety, like so many, even the PMS thing that you mentioned in the beginning of that, like we've just been told that's normal. And it's like, no, just because something is nor or common doesn't mean that it's normal. And mm-hmm. I think just for like, I mean, I know you already kind of touched on this, so this might be a little bit redundant, but I think just to like break it down, what, let's just kind of put it this way. What's normal in terms of moods and how those kind of fluctuate throughout your cycle and what is not normal? Can we just like say that plain as day so that people who are listening sure. can really find that clarity? You should feel good every day, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. You should. Mm-hmm. Anything where you're not feeling good means something's off. Mm-hmm. For example, you can have a situation during the day where you feel anxious simply because you've mismanaged your blood sugar within the circadian clock, mm-hmm. right? So we don't even have to we don't even have to talk about your menstrual cycle. We can just talk about good old fashioned hypoglycemia, one of the symptoms w- of which is anxiety, right? So if you skip breakfast Mm -hmm. and then you're delaying lunch and you feel anxious all Mm -hmm. afternoon, that intermittent fasting is the reason why you are having the anxiety, right? Because you have such low blood sugar that you're not, you're not functioning the way that you're supposed to, Mm -hmm. right? So what's the problem? Is the problem that you're something is wrong with your life or is the problem that something is wrong with your dietary management of your blood sugar? And Mm -hmm. I would say, start with, start with the obvious things first, right? Mm -hmm. And always look with the food at the food piece and how that's working. You know, Mm -hmm. I think, especially if you're like a working mom, Mm -hmm. life is so busy. It's so easy to neglect your self-care and Mm -hmm. the the basic self-care that you must manage to protect your mood is your blood sugar. Mm-hmm. Must. Like a non-negotiable every day. You should be waking up in the first 30 minutes to an hour. At most, you should be getting in like, you know, 20 to 30 grams of protein, fat. I'm not even so worried about your carbohydrate intake in the morning. You can have a little bit. It really depends on each individual, but it's that protein in the morning that's going to keep your blood sugar stable. Mm -hmm. And then you're eating lunch within three hours of that. Mm -hmm. And you're having a little snack three hours later, kind of every three hours, you're giving yourself a small dose of protein, fats, Mm -hmm. and very slow burning carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. And then I would say at night, you're tapering off the carbs and just allowing yourself to get into that deep sleep and stop eating around seven, you know, no more Mm -hmm. food after that. Mm -hmm. And 
that in and of itself will give you so much mood support, you would be shocked. So there's that dietary management piece of blood sugar. Then there's also micronutrient deficiencies. You know, if you're deficient in B vitamins and magnesium, it's going to be harder for you to have a stable mood. If your gut microbiome is off, I think it's 80 to 90% of your serotonin is manufactured in your gut. Mm-hmm. So if your gut bacteria are all out of whack, you're going to have mood issues, right? So you've got to really make sure that your bowels are working properly. You're having regular bowel movement, you have taking a good probiotic. All of these things together help you build healthy, stable mood. And I, again, I'm speaking from personal experience, but also, you know, over the 20 years I've been helping women. I mean, it's just remarkable what happens when you give the female body a little bit of the right support because the, the female body is so powerful and efficient. It starts to really work at homeostasis, mm-hmm. aka self rebalancing, mm-hmm. really quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, responding. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for breaking that down because I do think you know, like I had mentioned before, I even asked that question. It's just we're so accustomed to just thinking this is normal. I'm hormonal, whatever. You know, and it's like, yeah, we are hormonal beings, but like hormonal in a way that's making you incredibly moody and anxious and and you're like not regulated emotionally and mentally, like that's actually a sign that something is way off. And I think- Well, and you know, it comes down to that conditioning because when Mm -hmm. you say that, right, let's just think about the male perspective. Mm -hmm. No man would tolerate the amount of symptoms that women are Mm -hmm. taught to tolerate. Mm -hmm. And the only reason we're taught to tolerate that is because of like really weird, ancient, you know, stuff Mm -hmm. that has not, no basis in science. Women are not cursed. Your period is not uh, a punishment. Mm -hmm. It's a gift so that you can 3D print a human being should you choose. (laughs) I love that way of saying that. I've literally never heard someone call it that. That's amazing. And and because you 3D potentially, and by the way, even if you don't ever 3D print a tiny human being, Mm -hmm. every single month you 3D print an entire organ. Mm -hmm. Every month, the endometrium. If you don't use it, it's shed through your menstrual blood. Mm -hmm. But it's that's something your body manufactures. That is so, I mean, I don't want to use an expletive. That is so flipping fantastically <laughs> cool. I mean, I'm a science nerd, so mm-hmm. that's really like remarkable. Mm-hmm. You should feel awestruck by mm-hmm. what your body is doing and also know mm-hmm. that for you to be able to do that requires a very powerful operating system. You know, mm-hmm. I spent the first couple chapters in In the Flow just really trying to drive the point home mm-hmm. that the female operating system is much more efficient mm-hmm. compared to that of males. Mm-hmm. And it's because of all this, the fact that we can do all these things and make organs and babies and, you know, we have to be efficient. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting on a gold mine, but you've been taught that it's trash. Mm-hmm. And if you believe teaching the conditioning that it's trash, you treat yourself like that and you tolerate all the suffering. But men are taught that they're sitting on a gold mine and they treat themselves really well Mm -hmm. and they have fewer problems. Like 80% of women will have a hormonal problem. It's like not even in the same ballpark when Mm -hmm. it comes to men, like Mm -hmm. under 20%. And it really comes down to what we're taught as young people Mm -hmm. that I think really starts us off Mm -hmm. on unequal footing. It's very uh, unfair and unfortunate, Mm -hmm. but it is what it is. So if you're here and you're listening then there's two things to do. One, immediately change everything so that it's organized around your biology. And two, 
share this with other females you love so Mm -hmm. that they don't have to suffer unnecessarily. If you have Mm -hmm. daughters, especially model this for your daughters, Mm -hmm. especially. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Oh my gosh, Alisa, I always love chatting with you. I feel like you always just bring so much goodness and value and insight and what we need to hear. And I just love it. So thank you for everything that you've shared here and for all that you're doing and putting out into the world. Can you just tell us for those who, you know, want to dig deeper into this, do you have any uh, resources? You, you, I know you've recommended your book and your app. Tell us about any new exciting projects happening that we need to be aware of and where we can get access to those. Yes. So we are just releasing a brand new feature inside the MyFlow app that's going to make your cycle thinking journey so much easier so that now you can plan each and every day based on your cycle phases from food, recipes, meal plans, workout videos. It's all in there for you, your your daily schedule Mm -hmm. um, for productivity. So really just trying to make this the ultimate biohacking tool for women. And that's, that's our new feature. So download the app. It's free to download. And then you can check out that feature when you get in there. Awesome. I love it. So for those who want to dig deeper and want to get their hands on their, on your resources and all of the stuff that you teach want to, you know, really just take advantage of everything. Where can they find you? Where can they find the books? Where can they download the app? Just tell us like the best place to go to find you and follow along and continue learning. Yeah. So First thing first, go to flowliving.com and take the free hormone assessment. This will help you understand what might be going on with your own hormones. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it will give you a customized care plan uh, based on our protocols and our supplements that are going to really help you start to make a, you know, move the needle and get your symptoms under control or, you know, having them just be a thing of, of distant memory. And that's the first place to go. Second thing, of course, is to download the app, which you can also do on the iTunes store. You can go to myflowtracker.com. It's also on the Flow Living website. So there's plenty of places. You can go. There's also available on Google Play Store. And that's the MyFlow app. So it has a circle icon that looks just like the circle on the cover of the book in the flow. So it's a circle that sort of has these four parts for the mm-hmm. four parts of your cycle. And then the books are sold. Woman Code is the book to use if you are struggling with things like PCOS, fibroids, endometriosis, and you want to use the original flow protocol to help you kind of triage those situations. Mm -hmm. And then in the flow is the book for cycle syncing. It's the cycle syncing. It's the only cycle syncing book. And so you can pick that up wherever wherever books are sold. And then, of course, we're on social media at Flow Living and at alisa.bd. Awesome. Alisa, thank you so much for everything. Thank you for being here and for all that you've shared. I know I've been blessed by it. I feel like every time I talk with you, I walk away with some new nugget of encouragement or practical application or both. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We just so appreciate your time. Thank you. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content. And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. 
To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find?